0: Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. Let him have it, Chris. There's a button, a switch for everything. You're listening to Aerial View. Let's talk. I'm sick of talking. Stop, you get the whole
1: here. Jesus, what are you saying I know how to talk to people. That's clear the mothers
0: are done. Going on. Listen to the talk
1: shows and you will find out what's going on. Oh man, mm. talk radio. Yes, talk radio.
0: It's so boring, oh, man. Okay. okay, The car just committed suicide. I have an idea now. First name, Mr. Middle name, Period. Last <laughs> name, I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, big. Blast him. Give him some of that. T- Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, it's a talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets some straight. Suckers. Diamond in the back, son loot down, big in the scene with a gangster lady Ooh. Yeah, you bet your sweets, Mr. Commie. to suffering, insensitive to joy. All of life is reduced to the common rubble of banality. War, murder, death, the same to you as bottles of beer and the daily business of life. I will look for him. Okay. I'm sorry, we really
1: I'm sorry. can't have people sitting here. If you could please find a seat of treatment, that people could squeeze together a little bit, that would be great.
0: Everybody, can you move <laughs> down? We're going to squeeze some more people in. So let's squeeze some <laughs> <in your head. laughs> yeah. more people in let's this way. Yeah. Now, this is I know. I know. I Just coming out and okay. around. Best of all for the best. I chose the seat because I clear view over there. Actually, I think I have a clear view some of the be You are the
1: Welcome back to Aerial View. It's me, Chris T., here on TheHoundNYC.com. Every Friday night, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, live, phone and radio. The number here is 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-A-V. And tonight, tonight, ladies and gentlemen, it's the, it's the night before the big day, one of the biggest days of my year for the past 32 years. And I speak of the uh, Coney Island... Mermaid Parade, which takes place tomorrow for the 37th time. The parade began in 1983. I first joined up in uh, 1986 by becoming a spectator, and then in 1987 being involved with the announcing of the parade, and I've been doing it every year ever since. I have not missed a year in those 32 years. I am proud of that accomplishment to watch this parade grow over the years, to see how it started out as this parade where sometimes there were more people marching than spectators. and A a parade that was allowed to drive up on the Coney Island boardwalk. Can't do that anymore. But uh, back when the parade started, eh, I used to drive on the boardwalk all the time. It was always a great feeling. Like when I was uh, doing the Friday night music nights out of Coney Island at Sideshows by the Seashore, where I would uh, I would MC, and I would uh, book bands, and I would actually DJ <laughs> from two turntables and a microphone uh, up in the rafters towards the back at what is now Nathan's. It's now a Nathan's location on the boardwalk at uh, West 12th Street, but... For years, it was the, it was the home of sideshows by the seashore, and uh, what would become Coney Island, USA. I first met Dick Zigan, the guy who created the Mermaid Parade in 1986, and um, he he came up with it because he thought it would be funny. The idea of mermaids who don't have legs, see, marching in a parade, struck him as amusing, and he thought, you know, it's time to revive a Coney Island tradition and. One of those traditions was what was called the Coney Island Mardi Gras when people would perambulate on the boardwalk and they would dress up as sea creatures and there was a Coney Island baby parade where you would take your baby, roll them along. I don't know if either of those went on Surf Avenue. They might have been on Surf Avenue and the boardwalk. I can't say, but I do know in the 32 years I've been watching the Mermaid Parade from my distinct vantage point my aerial view if you will from the mermaid podium I've seen a lot of things and I've learned a lot and I'm now in the in the position where people contact me in the weeks and the days before the parade to ask for pointers for tips for tricks for hints I mean where to eat where to park where to walk where to stand where to be and um, I mean, I, I have my definite ideas on all those things. I mean, I, I will say this: if you're not there by, I don't know, let's say 11 a.m., it's gonna get, it's gonna start getting crowded. Okay. So don't think you're gonna show up comfortably at 12:30 because the parade starts at one. That seems to me to be misguided. Last year, the New York Police Department estimated the crowd at 836,000 people it's now one of the largest parades in New York which makes it one of the largest in the U.S. which makes it one of the largest in the world there last year as Dick Ziggin pointed out because there's been a lot of press recently about the mermaid parade because it's happening tomorrow so You're on Facebook and I am facebook.com slash call aerial view where I just today put up a whole picture album of uh, Mermaid Parade's past. You can see it there. if You make your way actually from the Facebook page to my personal page. But uh, Dick Ziggins said it was larger than the population of the city of Boston. That's how many people attended the Mermaid Parade last year. And I get to sit in the middle of this sea of chaos. And I can see the sea. I can see the Atlantic Ocean now. Because now the reviewing stand, after having been moved all over throughout the years, from in front of Sideshows by the Seashore at West 12th and Boardwalk, to uh, down onto Surf Avenue, to in front of the Cyclone, to that one year in Keyspan Park when someone stole my relatively new Lomo camera that I made the mistake of turning my back on for one minute and some thieving magpie glommed my Lomo and took it back to its nest. I hope it was cursed. I hope every picture you took with that camera, I hope it was some kind of weird haunted Stephen King camera. And every time you took a picture, something went horribly wrong to the subjects in the picture. I hope it was something like that, you lousy thief. I hope you dropped it immediately, is what I hope. Hey, look, Roger's actually here this week. Roger the Cat Engineer has decided to join the show. He's been checking levels. What is it, Rog? Come here. Rog, come here. Come here. For God's sake, come You don't want to play along ever. Just play ball, for God's sakes. Can't you just play ball once? Thank you. Roger, uh, the cat engineer, is a 12-year-old orange tabby. We rescued him from a place, and uh, I knew he was going to be ours when we opened the cage door, and he crawled out, and he started climbing up my pants leg, and then he kept climbing until he was on my shoulder. And I said, all right, buddy, we'll get you out of here, and we did. Uh, but now, you know, Roger, I think, uses me as his therapy animal. You would think it'd be the other way around. Roger would be my therapy animal. Maybe maybe he is. But I I do know for a fact I'm his therapy animal. Because every once in a while he just... He needs... Like some affection. And uh, he's very vocal about it. He'll just come and start crying at you. Pick me up. Come on. Let's relax for a minute. And um, the problem is I can't get any work done. Like I'm, I'm broadcasting out of my office, right? You know, and... Listen, the only reason I'm sharing this stuff with you folks who are listening, you dirty dozen or so people, I think more people probably hear this program as a podcast, but that's okay. And as a podcast, it's available in a whole bunch of places. It's available all over, wherever you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts and Google Play. And Roger, would you please just settle down? Just lay on the desk, pal. That's all you got to do. Just lay down in your usual spot. And then I can continue with the nice show here, Raj. Roger. All right, just lay down. It's going to be cool. Where was I? So I'm going behind the music because I read long ago that if you share your process with people, that that makes them uh, relate more to what you're what you're doing and what you're trying to do. You know, share your work as you're doing your work. I, you know, aerial view has always been uh, you know, a process. Oh, wait a minute. The vet's calling. Why is the vet calling? I don't know. Let's see. The vet's going to screw up the show. Hang on a second. Hello? Hi, how are you? This is Dr. Ng from Animal General. Yeah, I can't talk right now. I'm sorry. Can I call you back? It's okay. All right. Th- um, we're leaving for the day, but I'll, right. I'll call the other number. All right. Can you, can you just call back and let it go in the voicemail, and then we'll get your message. Thanks. Sorry. I, I didn't mean to pick up. That was an accident. It's just that uh, there are many things. There are many plates spinning here as I take you behind the music of Aerial View. So uh, tonight's show was a little touch and go. I'm, I wanted to get this bed going on. I couldn't get it working initially because it's playing out of an iPad mini. And then I... Oh, wait a minute. They're calling back. Yeah, see? All right. So I got now I'm going to decline the call. <laughs> it's ringing on four different screens at the same time. That's the best part. I guess they have my phone number. I sh- we got to give them a different phone number. That's all. So, um... Yeah, sharing your process. I, I don't really think too much about the process that goes into doing aerial view. It's it's more or less at this point, like, I, I've been doing this since 1989. And, you know, I, I have to confess to something right now to you people. I don't want to lie to anybody out there. So I'm going to confess and say I'm not really sure when I began. I, I'm pretty sure I began emceeing the mermaid parade in 1987. Like, I found evidence. I would I could find it again if I had to. But, you know, I I, I keep these journals... I've been keeping journals for many years. And it, it, it for no other reason than it helps me. Because, you know, language is very strongly connected to thought. And uh, if you're having thoughts, you should make them into language. You should get them into words. And, set, and for me, that means setting them down. Writing them out. So for any no other reason than that. It's also nice to, when your memory starts to fade. And you could go back and look. And I, I found evidence not long ago because I thought... This year would have been my 30th year. I, I think it's actually the 32nd year of emceeing the Mermaid Parade. But Aerial View's been going on almost as long. So at this point, it's the process is like, uh, what do they call that? I, I'm not going to say subconscious. Unconscious? I, I don't even know what you would call the process. But the show just gets put together. And I, whenever I think about doing this show every week, and it's it's been revived ever since, uh, I think, just before Thanksgiving of last year. Black Friday was the first Aerial View 2.0 or whatever iteration, 3.0, you want to call it. But to revive this show has been a wonderful thing. It's been uh, good to do live radio. Even if one person calls, and even if that one person is Phil, formerly of Belleville, that's still okay. To be able to have that connection and be able to do live radio like that. That's what I've always been about. But uh, speaking of live radio, in about 10 minutes, we're going to be joined by Chief Justice Mark Aladif of the Coney Island Mermaid Parade, who I don't know how many parades this is for him. We'll find out when we talk to him. But uh, he will be co-emceeing with me this year. Generally, he just he just chief justices. And by that, he, he he stands in front of the judges. And the judges, by the way, that thing has grown over the years. We're now filling up two reviewing stands two set of bleachers with judges but the, it's well known at the mermaid parade is all about bribery and corruption so it's it's about the gifts that are brought from the people who are marching and there goes roger roger's getting bored with this whole thing see you later pal Just go off and have some porch time enjoy So, um, yeah, it's all about the corruption, and the judges sit there, and the acts go by, acts, you know, the marchers. There's all different kinds of march. If you've never seen the Coney Island Mermaid Parade, just type it into your favorite search engine. That has got to be, in addition to, like, one of the biggest art parades in the United States, what they call an art parade. I'm not clear on what that is. Maybe Chief Justice Mark knows, but uh, there's got to be more pictures taken of the coney island mermaid parade than any other parade just about i mean the pride parade i'm sure because i think the pride parade and the uh halloween parade and the thanksgiving day parade those have been like top three jockeying back and forth now the mermaid parade is in the top three and tomorrow the weather is going to be glorious you know it's been raining here all week and we've just been waiting for the rain to end and it's just been really miserable and disgusting. And then about an hour ago, it got really gorgeous out here. And tomorrow, here's your Coney Island forecast for tomorrow, all right? Are you? Uh, if you're coming out to Coney Island, let's say uh, 8 a.m., it's going to be 67 degrees, mostly sunny. Then it goes up to 70, around 9, 73. At 11 a.m., it's going to be 75 degrees, mostly sunny. probability of precipitation, 39% humidity. And then the humidity keeps dropping. Noon, it goes down. By 1 p.m., by start time of the 37th annual Coney Island Mermaid Parade, it'll be 79 degrees, according to this, according to AccuWeather. Probability of precipitation is 5%. Your humidity is 33%. Dew point, whatever that is, 48%. And the UV index is 11%. You'll have 10% cloud cover. There'll be a nice wind out of the Northwest. And uh, it just sounds like glorious Mermaid Parade weather. Because, you know, I've been through that parade, again, 32 years. I've emceed the Coney Island Mermaid Parade. And, by the way, what you heard at the top of the show was some audio of Chief Justice Mark from the 2006 Mermaid Parade And that was all very behind the scenes. I hope I didn't broadcast anything I wasn't supposed to. But, you know, it's been 13 years, so screw it. Um, I've recorded the Mermaid Parade many times over the years, by the way. I have done it uh, mostly, but just by mounting a stereo recorder to the Mermaid podium. And uh, just getting the sound of the parade as it goes by. From my vantage point, the parade comes out of the west And it goes east on Surf Avenue, and then it turns over by the Cyclone, I believe. That's the parade route. And then it makes its way onto the boardwalk. And uh, then from there, it just ascends to heaven, I think, is what it does next. But uh, you can get all the information on the parade. Just go to ConeyIsland.com. ConeyIsland.com. And uh, right there on the front page, you can click and make your way to... The information page about the mermaid parade because there is a lot to know you know people again ask me where should i stand well the reviewing stand is going to be basically opposite uh, keyspan park and a little bit uh, west of keyspan park so it'll be roughly 21st street to about 20th street where i'll be working and um, i usually start talking around noon or maybe 12.30, somewhere around there, if it looks like the parade's not going to kick off on time. I have to say, uh, the parade has really run smoothly the last few years. There have been years who didn't run all that smoothly, but the last few years, um, really things are well in hand. And it's like a professional crew of people that show up on parade day to put this thing on. Because uh, in addition to being a, a very well-turned-out parade, it's a major fundraiser for Coney Island USA the organization that Dick Ziegen founded uh, with some others years back, and the organization that brings you the Mermaid Parade every year. So every year, they're not just entertaining people, they are also trying to raise some funds to support their mission, which is defending the honor of American popular culture, and especially the amusement park uh, that first was given birth in Coney Island. The idea of an amusement park and how worldwide that's gone. We all need some amusement nowadays. Let's admit it. We're living—I was gonna say—in the age of anxiety, but that's—we've lived through that already. I—I I think we're living in the age of stupidity, and it's stu—it's stupid with two O's, S T O O stupidity, stupidity. So we all need to be amused, and uh, the Mermaid Parade is really amazing when people put some effort into it notice my disclaimer there because i make the same joke every year i say to some group of people that just look like well this is the joke right so uh, hey would you guys roll out of bed this morning and decide you wanted to be in the mermaid parade see that's the joke you'll probably hear it tomorrow because every year it looks like that's exactly what somebody's done but there are people who who take all year working on whatever it is they're doing the uh, group that they've formed to march with, the float that they've put together, uh, the musical act, whatever it is, there are people that just they put a lot of work into it, and the creativity on display, just remarkable. And uh, and then there's the cleavage. I'm a big fan of cleavage, so it's always some cleavage at the Mermaid Parade, and uh, it's going to be a good one tomorrow, friends. I I I'm not going to. Guarantee it, but I'm f- I'm feeling pretty good about this one. By the way, King Neptune this year is Arlo Guthrie, and uh, Queen Mermaid is Nora Guthrie, and they are Woody Guthrie's kids who were who grew up on Mermaid Avenue in Coney Island. Arlo Guthrie was was born in Brooklyn. Uh, I th- Nora Guthrie may have been as well. I'll ask her tomorrow, or I'll just go to Wikipedia and look. One of those two. But uh, it's, we're really proud to have them as king and queen. It's pretty amazing. And um, Nora Lee Guthrie, a great record producer, uh, has worked on any number of projects involving the Woody Guthrie archives. Uh, including years ago, they found a wire recording that went back to the 1940s. And it turned out that it was a, a, a complete live performance from woody guthrie uh, from december of 1949 and they had to restore this wire recording now i've owned a wire recorder i bought one at the meadowlands flea market and uh chris butler was getting into them and he was talking to me about them and i thought if i see one and i found one a webcore chicago thing weighed a ton i mean i have this idea for a podcast please don't steal it i call it boat anchor and it's, it's about the most useless object that you own. And it, it should be the heaviest object as well. But the thing that you would routinely refer to as a boat anchor. And when you trip over it, you would stub your toe. And this wire recorder became that. It was the boat anchor. But it came with spools of, you know, of wire, you know, recording. And I found a, a whole thing of some family from the uh, 1950s, I'm going to say, just like Doing their everyday thing, like what you did when you got a recorder—you grabbed the microphone, you recorded into it, you did a little something, something, you sang a song, whatever it is you did—and and then God knows what happened to that recording. You listened back to it a few times, and then you got bored, right? So, and wire recorders suck. I'll just go ahead and say it. I mean, uh, the idea of trying to you know magnetize that piece of wire so you could record something onto it. It's it's pretty wild. But we're left with the you know the expression about the first instance the wire, the TV show the wire, recording people. A wiretap because of recording a wire. Let me see if I could find the wild what I called wild uh, wire recorder child abuse. I believe is what it was. It's up there on SoundCloud. If you want to hear it. Um, And we're waiting for a call from uh, Chief Justice Mark. And so uh, I'll get to that after he phones in. How's that? I promise you I will play you the recording I found on this spool of wire from this wire recorder. But just to finish my point. So they, they had to restore this recording. And it turns out it got a Grammy, man. I mean, it won a Grammy because it was not just Woody Guthrie playing and singing. It was his wife interviewing him, acting as a moderator, asking him about his life and work and songs. So I believe that's Chief Justice Mark. Can you hear me?
0: I can hear you, Chris. How are you? Good. I'm never going to hear the end of the wire recording story. I was enjoying it. <laughs>
1: Well, thank you. You you will at some point, I'm sure. But you, listen, um, I got a SoundCloud account. I wonder how I could send people there. I wonder if it's easy enough. I don't. I don't even know how to send you there. Just go and search on SoundCloud for me, and on there I am Chris T. Believe it or not, and uh, Chris Sackis. So just search for those two, and you will find me. And then you and can I'm listen to. I'm a technical
0: it. guy. I never understood how a wire recorder works.
1: Um. Well. I, I have a rough understanding of it. It has to do with them being able to magnetize the wire because then it'll it'll pick up a, an electric signal, essentially, and be able to play that back. That's the I that's really rudimentary. It's probably wrong too. So don't take me at face value. But are
0: you excited about the
1: Guthrie's being there tomorrow?
0: I'm really excited, especially because if you're smart and get there real early. And get to Mermaid Avenue and West 35th Street. They're naming the street after Woody Guthrie.
1: What time is that happening?
0: That's happening at 10 a.m. at Mermaid Avenue and West 35th Street. The, They're naming the streets Woody Guthrie Way.
1: That's amazing. And wow.
0: According to the poster I'm looking at, it says, Performances by the 2019 Mermaid Parade King and Queen.
1: That's remarkable, too. Wow. That uh, that's, Thank you for that information because, you know, I I believe Dick Ziggin himself mentioned this to me at some point and I parked it in the back of my brain. So thank you for reminding us I that I it.
0: learned about it from your Facebook.
1: Oh, there you go. Maybe I, that's where <laughs> I parked it. Maybe that's what's acting as everybody's brain this, these days is Facebook. That's horrible.
0: Or maybe we just don't want to let anybody know about it. So it's not so crowded.
1: Hey, how do you feel about Facebook and their cryptocurrency Libra they would like to introduce?
0: I, you know, I just don't think crypto is ever going to work because I think ultimately the powers that be will put their thumb on the scale and say, thou shalt not have a currency we do not control.
1: By the way, if you're just joining us on Aerial View on TheHoundNYC.com, Chief Justice Mark Elidiff of the Mermaid Parade has joined me as we rehearse our banter for tomorrow's Mermaid Parade starting at 1 p.m. on Surf Avenue. A lot of this crap you'll probably hear tomorrow. We can uh, we can work it out a little bit, yeah. But I I would love to talk it's, with you about cryptocurrencies, and maybe it's time for Coney Island to introduce one. You know, Mermaid Parade to introduce a cryptocurrency. <laughs> I don't know.
0: Yeah, we can we, we can call it the bribe the bribino
1: the bribino. That's not bad. Because you, you know, as Chief Justice, by the way, how long have you been Chief Justice,
0: Chris? Much like you, when we go back to it's, ancient it's history, it's fungible. It a little shrouded in in fog but i believe it's 30 years this year
1: that's uh, quite the milestone quite yes. the mi- is there photographic evidence is there a wire recording perhaps somewhere <laughs> on a there, reel
0: there is photos where i actually had hair and not a wig yeah and uh, do you think the wig on the scales but... do
1: you think the wig has uh, hastened the uh, hair loss because i always used to wonder like i used to shave my head and I always wonder, like, if I, just shaving my head, my, finally my hair was like, well, screw you. You keep shaving it off, so screw you. We're leaving. Whether
0: or not it, it uh, precipitated the loss of my hair, I can't say. But when I look at myself in the photos with the gorgeous flowing curly locks that I had as a teen, I say to myself, I could be even more bitter now.
1: Just one more thing loss. to obsess over. Just stare at my hair. Yes. Stare at my bald head in the mirror and think, where did it all go? Where <laughs> did it all from, go? As I went
0: from wanting to be um, uh, um, the lead singer of T-Rex to being the principal in rock and roll high school.
1: <laughs> oh, that's quite the, uh, a yeah, that's quite,
0: quite the <laughs> that's spectrum. a Transformation, man. of <laughs> quite the spectrum.
1: So let's just repeat a uh, Chief Justice of said a moment ago at 10 a a.m., At 35th Street and Mermaid Avenue. They are dedicating that corner. They're calling it Woody Guthrie Way. Is that what they're calling it? That's it. And uh, so our king and queen, Arlo Guthrie, and his sister, Nora Lee Guthrie, will be there. And according to Mark, they will be uh, performing as
0: well. And it says, and members of Woody Guthrie's family which would be... They would be members of Woody Guthrie's family, but apparently they mean additional members of Woody Guthrie's family.
1: Yeah, well, um, is it Sarah Lee? Uh, There's a Sarah Lee, I know, that's put out records, uh, I believe. Um, There's a a few of them that have healthy careers in... uh, What what shall I call it? I don't know. Americana. I hate that term, but there you go. Americana.
0: Right? You know, I saw... Arlo Guthrie performed in Coney Island many moons ago. I'm going to guess it was 1994 at some sort of a faux Woodstock celebration kind of thing at the old band show. Yeah. And it was at that event when I decided to ask Mrs. Chief Justice to marry me. And it was due to Arlo. So I have to thank him when I meet him.
1: What did how did Ar- why was it due to Arlo? What did he do?
0: It was a, it was it was a song and normally I think you know my old punk rock teen youth would have said, Oh, it's a maudlin song and it's ridiculous and obvious, but it got to be. It was a song I wish I could remember what song. I know it had the word rainbow in it. It
1: had the and word I rainbow
0: to that song in it. and yeah. I said, You know what? This is the way to go.
1: I'm gonna do this thing. Arlo exactly. told me I'm going to gonna do this thing
0: and I'm going to I'm going to make more. <laughs> I'm going to make more Alan <laughs> I I have
1: to I have to make another confession. I don't uh, know if there's going to be any uh, uh, Guthrie music played tomorrow over the PA. Let's just put it that way. Yeah. Uh, I I don't have any. You know, like I thought I did. I thought I had all this Woody Guthrie stuff. It turns out I didn't. And uh,
0: well. So I don't know what he got through the old 78 somewhere.
1: Why don't you bring that, and I'll get uh, Mac from the uh, you know the Antique Phonograph fella to bring a, a 78 machine, uh, <laughs> and we'll, we'll hand crank it, and we'll stick a microphone in the horn, and that'll be that. No, well, listen, uh, I, I'm really thinking about bringing a guitar. Is there going to be a guitar around? If they're performing at 10 a.m., does that mean we might be able to control them into a song at some point? Would you even try
0: to control the It's funny because I was thinking about bringing a ukulele because I'm thinking more about portability and uh, bringing the most beat up uke I have so that I don't have to worry about it if I go swimming. And, and hand it. And I, I believe I've seen Arlo with a uke in his hand.
1: So he knows how to play that d- damn thing.
0: I, I'm sure it's a, it's, he can do it. He's, he's Arlo Guthrie. Come on. All
1: right. Yeah, I have faith that he can do it. Can, can I. Uh, um, wheedle an agreement out of you right now that if he can't play the ukulele and he shrugs and looks at you like I don't play that thing that I could take it and smash it? Is that okay? Or are you bringing Let like me a... Let
0: which ukuleles I have in New York. <laughs> I think I'll bring one it's, that hopefully is smashable. Because <laughs> we'll I'd like to be like, get that... Not, th- I'll, I'll head down to Toys R Us. Get that
1: thing away Wait, from goodness. him. You're annoying Arlo Guthrie. Get that away from him. <laughs>
0: uh, I think Arlo's going to be happy to see the ukulele. If you recall, David Byrne sang from the reviewing stand.
1: I do recall, yes. I mean, I'm trying to think of the royalty over the years, because, you know, if you go to ConeyIsland.com, they do have a list of uh, Mermaid Parade royalty, as they call it, going back to the very beginning. Did you know that?
0: They do. I actually Uh, was looking at it today. Yeah,
1: so was I. Why were you looking at
0: (laughs) it? You know, I always thought that one of the best, in terms of repartee and just, and he, either either he prepped or he's an amazing extemporaneous um, talker was David Johansson.
1: Yeah. No, he's an he amazing... He went on and on
0: about the divine right of kings.
1: Yeah, he's an amazing extemporaneous talker. I mean, he, he, he does a radio show, you know, and I think the Mansion, Mansion of, of Fun. Yeah, that's right. And um, so I used to see him all the time in the hallways of Sirius XM. I've interviewed him a few times. Um, you know, I've, I've hung around David Johansson enough to know he's a very smart fella and and, and not the other way around, Mark, not the other <laughs> way around. So, well, uh, I was, I but, a
0: great for Dini about that.
1: What about, uh, Harvey Keitel? Do you remember the year with Harvey Keitel?
0: I remember very well. I had no interaction with Harvey, but I did have an, an interesting interaction with his wife where from the, re- they were sitting on the reviewing stand and, I was doing my job as Chief Justice and as a board member of Coney Island USA, and I said, is everybody having a good time? Does anybody need anything? And it was really a rhetorical question. And instead, she handed me a two-page list of what she wanted from Nathan's. And if you've ever tried to go to Nathan's on the day of the Mermaid Parade, well, good luck.
1: Good luck with that. And we
0: actually, I I did find a volunteer, and I... I did buy the Kaitel family a giant order from Nathan.
1: So Chief Justice Mark uh I never, I'll never say
0: that again, by the way.
1: By the way, uh, I'd like that he foisted the, the errand off on someone else, but he did foot the bill. See, that's classy. That's showing a lot of class. Because I probably would have been done the same thing. I would have been like, look, I can't leave what I'm doing right now, but if I you find someone to go... How much Nathans did they eat, man? Like $200 worth? What was the, the bill?
0: Oh, it was, it was, well, it was getting close to $100 worth of Nathans. They oh. had, a, they had a, quite a little cohort with them.
1: Yeah. So everybody gets hot dog, everybody gets uh, cheese fries, God knows what else. Yeah. Um, by the way, Joe Franklin was king to number two. Did you know that?
0: Uh, you know, I know that. I, I I met Joe Franklin at a Coney Island event many years later, but I did not. In 1984, I, my first visit to Coney Island, USA, would have been in in 1985. So I I did not see the first two parades.
1: Yeah, I would have gone for the first time in 19... Uh, I, I got, I'm got. i going to say 86. Again, I am fuzzy on the years. It could have been 87, and then maybe I started even seeing in 89. I don't know. I think Coney I mean, Island is all about, you know... Um, Heightening and exploring the truth. You know, Coney Island's all about uh, getting one over on the, on the rubes in a lot of ways. So if I could pad my resume, why not? So be it. Exactly. That's what I'm going to do. Uh, by the way, uh, Mark, uh, Chief Justice Mark is going to tell us right now what it takes to become a judge of the Mermaid Parade and exactly how the judging works and um, well, how, how, the, how the prizes are given out, the trophies.
0: Well, let's talk about what it takes to be a judge. Lack of morals. First of all, it, you have to have a, a great sense of jurisprudence. You have to have impeccable character. You have to have a liver that's in good condition. And you have to give us money. That's basically it. You bribe us, you get a seat on the, on the uh, reviewing stand. In fact, if you, what you really need to do is join us. And you join as a member of Coney Island USA, and there's a judge level, or you can go higher than that, and then you're a judge on the reviewing stand. But there are other ways to join Coney Island USA as well, and I encourage everybody who's listening to join our organization, to become part of the family.
1: It is a nonprofit arts organization dedicated once again to uh, preserving and defending the honor of American popular culture. So uh,
0: here's... Once you are a judge, then yeah. the question is, how do we judge? Well, we have what well, we have. We have associate chief justice justices in charge of each of the twelve categories that we award prizes in, award medals, trophies, and it goes without saying that those people are incredibly incompetent, incredibly inebriated, mm. and ultimately use a crayon to fill out their judge's ballot, which we can then spend weeks trying to decipher as we try to figure out who actually wins this
1: thing. You know, I got to confess something else to you, Chief Justice Mark. I, uh, about a month ago, I got this crazy idea that I was going to buy some kind of sign that would face the reviewing stand and I would be able to change the three-digit number on the sign. And so when the group came along, let's say their number was uh, 126, I would punch it in, It would show up on this big sign, and it would be facing the judges, because otherwise... It's now serving. (laughs) Yeah, so otherwise, you know, and I couldn't figure out, what do they call this sign? I'm trying to search for this thing, like electronic, outdoors, number sign. I should have uh, conferred with you.
0: By the way... go to the appetizing section of the supermarket.
1: By the way, just like the Nathan's thing, I'd be willing to go get the sign if you want to foot the bill for the sign. How's that? I'll make you a deal you because know, these signs were expensive. When I finally found them, they were they were really expensive, and I'm thinking, just so people don't yell, what's the number? At the back of my head, over and over again, because if there's anything I've heard more than anything else at the Mermaid Parade, it's judges yelling, "What's the number?" Because they're they're really not paying that much attention, you know. They're just they're you know you see, Mark says the number. I say the number when Joey X was uh, co-mc. He would say the number. Kay Seurat would say the number. Ray Norman <laughs> would say the number. We would all say the number, and we still people would be yelling, "What's the number?"
0: And it's always great when when you get the re- the people who come to the reviews, the the marchers who have lost their numbers.
1: They don't. Ha- they case don't case even the have a number, numbers. and then the the because you know before the parade we'll be handed this March you know order of March we actually just got emailed in our um, order of March that will probably change by tomorrow and then it'll change even again after they print it out for the final time so it ends up becoming almost useless I mean it's great to write notes on and to you know read descriptions that people have written about their group and you know, sometimes people get really creative with the descriptions of their group and you read it and you go, oh, that's funny, that's interesting. And other times you read it and go, what? I'm not saying this. What? (laughs) And then he just kind of makes something up and, you know, you just, the, the whole idea of the Mermaid Parade is like the whole idea of New York City. This is why it's the perfect New York Parade. The idea of the Mermaid Parade is keep moving. That's the idea of the Mermaid Parade. Keep moving. Let's keep moving, people. And, uh, I have a couple of items, visual aids, that are going to help us with that this year, Mark. Wait till you see the signs. I oh, great. Up. Oh, they're good. Are we
0: going to have an art cattle drive? Uh, what is that? A what? An art cattle drive.
1: Oh, that would Keep be nice. Keep those doggies moving. Keep those doggies moving. I picked up a sign from apparently a Jimmy John's, which is some kind of horrible pizza franchise, I think. And it's a really large, um, you know, just graphic thumb. So you could do a thumbs up and a thumbs down with it. And then the other wow, one Roman is. Vote. Oh yeah, the other one is. Uh, it's two words. It says "pick up," as in "pick up the pace." <laughs> and and if I hold up that sign, that, <laughs> that means "pick up the pace," right? Uh, which one do you want? Nice. Do you want the, do you want the thumb, the thumbs up, thumbs down, and I'll, I'll use the I pick think up? The thumb or? is appropriate. All right, yeah, I think it is. You're the chief justice after all. You're passing yes, judgment, yes. right? That's true. So a simple, um, a simple up-down vote. Now, what are you looking forward to tomorrow in the parade? If you, uh, You've you looked through the order of March. I have not. So is there anything that's uh, jumping out you're saying? I'm really well, looking forward to seeing that.
0: Certainly, since the color of the year is Living Carl. Yeah, and it's we a have Pantone shade. With, the, who, I'm sorry?
1: It's a Pantone shade, isn't it?
0: It is. It is a Pantone shade. Yeah. And this is not a commercial sponsor. Right. But we have someone who's... Float is named Pantone 1656-456 Living Color, which I think is a pretty awesome name for a float. I'm I'm for an entry. I'm very excited to see what they do with it.
1: So uh, I'll tell you, there is going to be some interesting stuff going on at the parade this year because uh, last year uh, so many people came out, 836,000 people. This year, I think uh, it's going to be even larger than that. I think we're going to get a bigger tally than that. Because uh, every year the word goes forward about the mermaid parade and more people decide they want to see this thing in person. You know, they want to be there and they want to look at it. And people come from all over the world and from right there in Brooklyn. And we would like to see you there tomorrow as well. Anything else uh, we should tell people in terms of the judging? And it's too late to become a judge at this point, right? there's no more judge we, have, of it.
0: we have no more room for judges I yeah. believe we're up to three or four review bleachers there is, it's going to be cheek to jowl and with this great weather it's going to be packed uh, but the smart people yes. they, they come and they stand close to the reviewing stand they get there early so they can hear Chris T as the MC of the Mermaid Parade and he contextualizes everything and makes it more entertaining
1: I am the voice of
0: the Mermaid Parade the voice just, of the Mermaid I don't know how anybody figures it out without you.
1: Uh, Listen, you know, I am there very simply, as I said earlier. Really, my function, more than anything I view, is to keep that thing moving. Because there's been years, you know it, when it's been four hours, the parade. it's been, It's just dragging ass, and there's huge gaps in the middle of it for some reason. And, you know, people start crossing Surf Avenue. They decide, oh, I'm going to go to Nathan's now. There's no more parade. Let me go over and get some food. And you don't like to see that. No one likes to see that. We want to keep this thing, you know. We want to keep it moving, energetic, upbeat. Let's go, people. We're having a great day d- down here in Coney Island,
0: right? I I, I do enjoy the pauses, though. <laughs> There's so, something nice about the pause in the gives you a bathroom parade, break where we you have to run e- to the bathroom. You get hit yeah, one of the up a little bit, and yeah. it's also it's always interesting to watch as a, the type A people who emcee and who marshal the parade eventually have to throw in the towel and say it is what it is and that moment happens in every parade chris i've seen you i've seen the look on your face where the serenity prayer kicks in and the parade just well happens.
1: i'm you know it's it's re- interesting because i you know just this evening uh, sweet tea was saying to me over over dinner over ravioli that you know that's really quite an accomplishment that you've done that as long as you have and I think about standing in the middle of that sea of chaos. I wish I had one of those stupid GoPro cameras, the 360 degree cameras, and I could hold it high above me and you would see the sea of people that are surrounding that thing and watching and waiting and I uh I'm actually calm in the middle of all that for some reason. It's other things that that <laughs> where I where I'm not so calm, but in the middle of all that and it's because it's like doing live radio. It's just like doing a radio show. You know, it's really just three hours of a radio show that's happening live in front of people and lord knows i've done enough of that crap so you know i'm 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 happy to do it and the only times it becomes like a a kind of thing that makes me less than happy is where i have to become a scold you know like tell people who show up at you know before the judges do and they see these empty bleachers and they decide to sit in them i have to turn around and go (laughs) are you folks judges and they go what are you folks judges? What's that? Well, that's where the <laughs> judges sit. So if you're not a judge, sorry. Got to get out of there. Sorry. How many times It'll have I done that? When you have to
0: chase away a pregnant woman with a cane. Yeah,
1: pregnant woman with a cane, you know. <laughs> it's uh, And then, you know, the ballet stage that the mermaid podium is set up on is kind of small. It's maybe four feet by eight feet, maybe... Something like that, six by eight feet. It's a small stage, right?
0: And it's I think really... you can measure it in the number of liquor bottles we put on it. Yeah, I believe it's about three cases of whiskey long and about two cases of whiskey deep.
1: I, I would go by that. That's a good <laughs> measurement. Because, you know, it gets smaller and smaller as the parade progresses. There's more and more people who find their way to it and end up sitting on it. And then there's junk just discarded on it. People leave their cast off beer cans whatever the, whatever it is it ends up on top of that thing
0: I Often think judge's gavel
1: Yeah, judge's gavel, whatever it might be left behind and you know, that's really my that's really my command center. Don't mess with my command center people. Don't come near the mermaid podium. Don't stash things. Can I just leave my handbag here? Is that okay? No. It's not okay. It's not okay. You can't leave your handbag there. I'm sorry about that. Uh, but I'll tell you what it's still a wonderful time and a great time and um, you get to see a really unique Coney Island tradition Mermaid Parade 2019 let's review for just one more minute with Chief Justice Mark Aladeff who uh, as we speak right now is ironing his robes and uh, steaming his wig for tomorrow's event or is it the other way around are you steaming your robe and ironing your wig,
0: the the wig gets the steam, the robe gets the sewing needle. Oh, okay. So it has to be, it has to be darned every year. Because oh, darn it! Swimming with that robe, it doesn't like the sw- the ocean.
1: And interestingly enough, if you were to corner Chief Justice Mark and ask him what's under the robe, it's a union suit. For some reason, every year <laughs> he decides I got to wear the same union suit, or I'll have bad luck. Very superstitious. (laughs) You didn't know this about Chief Justice Mark, but he is. Um, Do you remember the year that Jackie the Joke Man Martling was uh, King Neptune?
0: I do. And uh, the Joke Man was surprisingly low-key, if you recall.
1: Surprisingly so. I didn't
0: hear a single pull-my-finger joke.
1: It's amazing. And Annabella Sciorra, who I've always loved, was the uh, queen that year. Big fan of Annabella Sciorra. Uh, I can remember. Um, I'm trying to remember the first one that I actually remember. First king and queen that I remember, and the queen was Phoebe Legere, 1988. I remember her,
0: right? Because yeah, I, I very much remember that period. Yes,
1: because I I knew about her from WFMU, and Phoebe Legere was doing a cabaret act and so on. Michael Wilson, the late great Michael Wilson, the Illustrated Man, was king Neptune that year. And um, Michael Wilson, I I recently found one of the cards that he would sell uh for a few extra bucks with his picture on it and then he would sign it if you wanted him to and uh, i framed it years ago and i uh i recently gave it to dick Ziggin. i found it and i said i think you should have this here you go and he was touched because he didn't have one so michael wilson uh man that that is back to the original era of sideshows by the seashore when it was again on the boardwalk and it faced the atlantic ocean it was a a brilliant beautiful building but the landlord kept raising the rent, you know. And I got to say, uh, the success of Coney Island USA has not been guaranteed, Chief Justice Mark. It's been a struggle over the years to bring it to where it is now. And now it's a world-class institution with a museum, with programs that go on all year round, with events that happen just about every day of the week, with, uh, you know, the Freak Bar and the gift shop and, and so much more. But it's it, it's... You know, its existence hasn't always been guaranteed. For anyone who's going to show up tomorrow at the parade and think that this thing just somehow came into being, it, it, it didn't. So that's my long-winded way of saying when you get there tomorrow, buy a T-shirt, buy two T-shirts. It's an easy way to support Coney Island USA and the Mermaid Parade because the T-shirt is different every year. I have drawers full of them. And uh, I went through them today, Chief Justice Mark, and I was thinking about wearing one on Saturday, and I thought... Oh, I can't wear that one. That one's too. Oh, I got to keep that one just like it is. I can't wear it. I don't want to wear it. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, uh, Absol- they, absolutely, they become collectibles. So, I, w- I would suggest to those of you coming tomorrow, buy one to keep mint in drawer or mid, and then buy one to actually wear. How's that?
0: And people come and want those old shirts and the old posters, they and do. it's all available. And we sure have come a long way from "Ooh, we got some costumes out in the barn. Let's see what we can do." To now where we're a New York institution, with an active board of directors, with a big professional staff, and we want to make sure this thing outlives us all. And that's what we've been working hard on for decades now
1: it's amazing I tell you what come and see it tomorrow 1pm kicking off right around 1pm and the reviewing stand again is going to be approximately 21st Street and Surf Avenue and then if you want to see the King and Queen Arlo Guthrie and Nora Guthrie perform with family members Guthrie family members that'll be at 10am at 35th Street and Mermaid Avenue and you can uh, go there and say hello to them and tell them you're going to enjoy them later on in the Mermaid Parade what were you going to say?
0: And I would, I would tell people to make sure they stick around for the opening of the ocean. It's not a murmuring parade unless you've gone the whole thing from the beginning, to the, from the Alpha to the Omega. And that's from the opening of that street to the opening of the ocean. When we open the ocean and we all jump in the water and we do our little religious mumbo jumbo, there's nothing better. It's a, it's a special moment. And I would tell everybody to come to the after party, but we're sold out. The
1: after the party. The, did you know mermaids had balls? Did you know that? <laughs> they do. And uh, the mermaid ball uh, presented by Adam Realman. He's like, he's he's your main dude for the mermaid ball. He's got the juice. Uh, but this he year does. he's got the, like the piggies playing and a whole bunch of other bands performing uh, at this thing. And maybe this year there'll be food. <laughs> I would not count on that. <laughs> really? Don't So bring your own food. God damn it! If you're going to the if you're Kitchen
0: 21, just go downstairs and grab a bite. That's
1: true. Yeah, you can go to Kitchen 21 and get some food and bring it upstairs. That's what we did. And if do. you've never hung yeah.
0: out on that rooftop, it's pretty sweet.
1: Oh man! Last year with uh, Neil Gaiman and um, Amanda Palmer, that was fantastic. And they were really game last year. They were really they were. good. They were really good kings and queens. You know, they they were really feeling the spirit of the thing. They got it. They uh, took part. There have been some kings and queens, and maybe I won't name names. Someday I will, but they, they didn't look like they were enjoying it all that much. Let's just put it that way. So, uh, Let's
0: not name names. <laughs> I'm not naming
1: any names. Listen, I've enjoyed our time together here. Thank you for joining me, Chief Justice Mark. And, uh, one last
0: thing I have to say. Thank you to our sponsors, to the Coney Island Brewery, to New York One, to the Sirens, to... Everybody else who's been supporting us, we really appreciate it. It doesn't happen without you. And let those companies and organizations know how much you appreciate them supporting the Mermaid Parade and Coney Island USA.
1: All right. And uh, this is TheHoundNYC.com. This show is live every Friday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, replays Tuesday at 6 p.m. And then it becomes a podcast wherever you get podcasts on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, so on and so forth.
0: New York this morning, it was 8 a.m. LA time. And I could be there by this evening, said the girl on the airline line. So I bought that ticket, and I got in that cab. Oh, but I didn't make it big To the airport like that Wow, no, I've been walking Out by the ocean today And there were naked women dancing In the mermaid parade and Oh, Amanda, did you see me today Watching those women dance In the mermaid parade and oh, Watching those